Welcome, adventurers, to Dunces and Dummies. We're playing Pathfinder, so everybody's got new characters right now, so introduce yourselves across the table. We are joined by... Valeros! All right, and... Mauricio. I thought it was Marisol, but... And your turn? Also, there's a small child. Our last player is, uh, got food. <laughs> they were late. If only you were pregnant, then you could have been late. You know, you've been late. That brought... <laughs> and, uh, here. Your turn. Kyra. No. This is so they know the voices. Anyways. Uh, we're playing Pathfinder 2nd Edition. We're playing the Beginner Box. We are playing the Adventure... Uh, Pirate King's Plunder. It's a nice little solo adventure. Uh, so, everybody's got their little resource card showing you what your turns look like and everything. So, yeah. Uh, Is that what are? Yeah. Stay tuned for a word from our sponsors, Anchor FM. So you all join in a tavern in Otari, followed by a small, wrinkly old man who's gotten you here. He sent out word, and you all came from your respective towns. Uh, Otari being a small town on the coast of the Starstone Isle, an enormous island magically raised out of the ocean by an ancient god. Otari is renowned for its lumber and fine wooden boats, but there's not what brought you here. There's the old man with an adventure. He looks to you and says, Adventurers, there's been a vicious beast preying upon our livestock. And might I say, myself and the mayor are offering 20 gold pieces to the adventurer or adventurers who takes out the menace. You all know that this is, even if it was just individually yours, this would pay your expenses for an entire month. One of you has brought a child into a tavern. You're a bad parent! <laughs> I was about to read that. I asked that. Are we supposed to have children in here? After asking around by a nearby tavern called you know, the, the one that you're in, you were asking around it and everything, the crow's cask. The old man explains that the attacks uh, occur on the west side of town, adventurer. Not far from the shore. Honestly, this seems like the best place to start your search. Do you all want to gather up your belongings and make your way out to the rocky beach to begin your hunt? Or do you want to just relax in town? Who's ready for some gold? Give me gold or give me death. One of the two is going to happen here. <laughs> Alrighty. As you guys are walking through the forest, heading there, uh, what brought you all together? Who, who, who's the one who initiated the conversation about having you all team up? Or are you just all going on your own separate journeys? You just happen to be near each other. For a person who's usually talkative during D&D, you are really silent here in Pathfinder. Your dude's not mute. I, 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 I don't know. How do you want to play um, this? I will let anybody um, decide how you play this. Either you guys are joined like together. We're, we're grouped. Like, we're in a group. Oh, thank oh. you. All right. So you all grouped up. All right. Well, as you guys are walking into the forest and, you know, trudging along, following it, which one of you is the best tracker between all of you? Which one of you has the best tracking ability, like um, can scan for footprints and survival? So what? what I'm so looking so, so we're looking for survival. Uh, yeah, survival. I'm a plus five. Plus three. I looked at yours. Uh, you did. No. She's got a plus seven. Oh damn. Roll a roll a survival check. Mm. Again, I don't see how you expect me to roll anything when I don't have my bag. But okay. Just use my dice real fast. It's got water in it. I don't even know where her... Oh, holy shit. I don't even know where her thing is. Right here. Oh, there it is. 
You don't need your uh, thing. Mm -mm. All right. So you, uh, I saw that you rolled a 17 uh, plus your 7, so 24. Uh, you're looking at the ground, and you're all following behind her. Uh, she's staring. You're looking at the tracks, and they lead all the way in there. Uh, they lead to a cave, deep into the cave. You see leaves scattered around it as if something has thrown a massive hissy fit. Just destroyed the entrance. Yes, a massive hissy fit. Yeah. Uh, you uh, see beside you, though, that there is a massive underbrush of bushes and, you know, twigs and trees. A nice little tree line to hide. Do you all want to hide or do you want to keep going? Uh, stay out and uh, be ready. You're the tracker. You know what to do best right now. <clears throat> Hmm. Let's see, my god, well, not stealthy. Well, my character is pretty stealth, so and agile, so I feel like feel like I'd be ready for a fight. But I, I feel like I'm more battle ready, so I guess I'm standing out in the open. You're standing out in the open. Yes. Yeah. What are you doing? Are you hiding? No, I'll stay out in the open. Oh wow. I was expecting a sneak attack situation here because that's what rogues do. Mm -hmm. If most rogues, I don't know if a uh, game, uh, if a Pathfinder is the same way, but in D and D, uh, which is based off three point five, if you're a rogue and you're uh, attack unseen, you actually get a thing called sneak attack, which is a one d six extra in damage. Well, it's yeah, surprise attack. You have that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And trap spotter, subtle theft, sneak. Oh, I do have sneak attack too. Mm -hmm. I have surprise attack and sneak attack. So do you want to hide by any chance? Oh uh, yeah, sure. What do you want to do? Standing out in the open? So you two are standing out in the open, and you uh, roll a stealth check, and I'll roll an opposing roll to see if this thing sees you. The 20? Mm -hmm. Yes. 8 plus 7. Alright, this one rolled a 5, so you're still good. Uh, as you're hiding beside the bushes, you alert them what you're doing and everything. Obviously, you're not running off. You all hear it. You suddenly hear the sounds. The growls coming from the cave. The crunching of leaves as it gets to the entrance. And out stepping... You also have the scent of wet fur hanging in the air. That's your way, dog. As you, uh, as you stand out and you sitting by the entrance, hiding, a mangy, necrotic-looking wolf steps out. And in its mouth is carrying the body of a dead chicken in its maw. Seems to be, you know, returning home after a hunt and everything. This thing is obviously the monster that's been preying on all the livestock. How do we know it's preying on the livestock? Nobody told us that. It's got a chicken in its mouth. Yes, but how do we know the livestock was being preyed on? The old man told you in the tavern if you were listening. Hmm. Mm. I was drunk, okay? Yeah. Chicken? Only fried. I heard gold, so... So, alright. <laughs> uh, you two are immediately noticed by the wolf who growls and immediately sets into fight. So everybody roll initiative. What'd you roll? I rolled a nat one, but he grabbed it and moved it. Well, at least you're honest. <laughs> 16. So, you, the wolf, then you, and then you. I'm just, I'm just kind of So, the order is Valeros, the mangy wolf, um, Marisol, and Kyra. All right. Uh, thank you. Do we have a pencil? Yay. Nothing beats an actual notebook in this time, day and age. All right. So, V... W. Volkswagen. Nice. All right. So, uh, what do you want to do? So, who's first? Me? You. Okay. Mr. 16. Oh, okay. Um, let's see. I am going to attack it with my... What's the range? Uh, you guys are within about ten feet of each other. Okay, I'm gonna use. I'm gonna pull out my short bow. All right. Uh, roll to attack. See if you hit it. Twenty-four. <sighs> Critical. 
Okay. So, so just to pause, I'm going by what the rules are written here and everything. And if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. And I might post on Twitter about it. In the game, it says that to get a critical, uh, that you have to beat a DC of at least 10, which I'm assuming AC and DC are interchangeable in this situation. So he beat a 10 over, which the Wolf's AC is 14. He got a 24. I'd say that he got a critical hit. So go for it. And I only do that because, technically speaking, critical successes don't work on skill things, as far as I know. Okay, I'm confused. So, this also has a trait called Let Deadly D10. Alright, so you'll look on the uh, on your character sheet. There should be one where it says Deadly D10 somewhere. Oh yeah, I have a Deadly D8. Where is it under? Yeah. yeah. There is nothing nowhere... On here about deadlies. Hold on. Yeah, we've got an index for this for one reason. Okay. No. See, in here it says intimidation, but on the character sheets it says intimidation, and that kind of frustrates me. Like, you know what you were doing. Why did you screw it up? Why is there a baby out here? He the didn't wolf. want to stay in the tavern. The they wolf were... was hiding it in its cave. <clears throat> and you better kill that thing. <laughs> that is That's what God's... we're trying to figure out. <gasps> Wait, if I'm the D if I'm the GM in this situation or the DM, and I'm technically God, does that mean he's Jesus? <laughs> save Jebus! <laughs> Gotta save Jesus. Jesus, Jesus! Oh, god dang it. Now I can't help but think of old vines. Hmm. I'm in love with Jesus. Jesus. What are you talking to, Maria? What are you talking about? It's the dude who goes by Juan. Uh, Juan. Yeah. Alright, wizard spells. Great. I'm not anywhere I needed to be. Because my longsword has the trait of versatile P, and my, my dagger has agile, finesse, throw 10 feet, and versatile S. This is a deadly D10, so I'm confused. Maybe, I know. Maybe you use an extra D10 if you, uh, I don't know. Hold on, hold on. If you would think it'd be over here. No. No, okay, no. so equipment is on page 40. Sorry, everyone. We are all learning as we go. But that means you're learning with us, so there's that. Equipment, starting equipment, money, buying and selling. What are you buying? What are you selling? That doesn't tell me shit. Okay, there's armor traits. Okay, that's good, that's good. Maybe there's one with weapon traits. Uh, agile, okay, on a critical hit, the weapon adds a weapon's damage die to the listed size. Rolling this, double uh, roll this after doubling the weapon's damage. Okay, so double it and a roll D10. Okay, got it. Yeah, so, okay, so you're gonna do a shit ton of damage. At least 22 if we can do it. Max is 22. Okay. It's on the floor. 12. Nice. 12 damage with a bow. So you, uh, you knock an arrow, and you draw it back as fast as you can, and as you do, it shoots really fast, puncturing the wolf in the eye, having part of the other bit of the arrow sticking out through its ear. As if it fractured in the skull. It begins to howl in agony, but also an increasing rage. You start to see that starting to foam at the mouth a little bit and, you know, disgust and anger. Mm -hmm. uh, because you are the closest to it, though. What's your AC? Uh, uh, where is my AC? 18. Wow, you lucky prick. <laughs> Would you roll a 17? No, I rolled a 15. Wow. Uh, so, yeah, um... 
Yeah, so it tries to snap at you. Uh, you back up and everything and dodge and shift to the side. Uh, it is now Maricel's turn. You uh, Te- can come out. Uh, technically, wouldn't it be uh, melee attack makes a, a creature within reach. You can reach with the melee attack makes a ranged attack. Okay, so yeah, no. ranged. Okay, I was going to say, what, it's it's un, undefended, so I can just swing back on my dagger and slap the shit out of him. But. Yeah, no, 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 we're not doing that. All right, okay. not right now. I want everybody to shine. You mean you just almost fucking killed it. You knocked it down to almost three health. <laughs> okay, so the sneak attack. Is he flat-footed? Yeah, he's just, he's just kind of... Okay. He's standing there haunched. Okay, so... I need anything. to roll to to use my weapon, and then I get to roll an extra d6 for extra damage. Yeah, so yeah, you're just yeah. gonna roll to attack, and then you're gonna roll damage. Okay, so this. See if you hit this. it. Yes. Okay. Uh, it's AC is 14, so Wait, you just gotta at least be the 14. Are you using? Um. I'm gonna use the dagger. All right. So first, you're gonna roll two d20s. I'm gonna roll an opposing roll. One's gonna be see if you can still go in stealthily. Okay. If you beat a four, you're fine. Nine. Okay, yeah, you're stealthily coming up okay. behind it. It has no knowledge that you're there. Okay. It's still grimacing at the, you know, it's snarling like, and everything. The freaking eye is now starting to ooze a little bit more blood. Okay, so now I roll this. Yes. yes. You're gonna roll to attack? One. And then... You rolled a one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She, she, she rolled an eight. It's an eight with right, a modifier. Yeah. yeah, with the modifier, it's eight. Yeah, but it's yeah. A if it's a natural fail. one, it's a critical, one, fail critical fail still. Fail. Yeah. yeah. Um, you miss. You you come up behind it. You're going to take one da- uh, bit of fall damage. Just one damage, because as you're sneaking up behind it, you trip over your own feet. You're like, I'm going to fucking kill this bitch, and then fall over. <laughs> Uh, it is now Kyra's turn. What do you want to do? What do you want to do? You're fighting a wolf. Do you want to attack? Do you want to use any magic? You have both. I guess attack. All right, so roll to attack. You have a scimitar, so what'd you roll? Plus your force. So you rolled a 19. So you did hit. You didn't get a critical, but you did hit. So roll for damage, which yours is a 1d6 plus 1. So the lowest you can get is a 2. Don't feel bad, by the way. Everything gets a critical fail. Oh, no. Be excited that you got your first one now. Can mommy have her dice? Three plus... Okay, you kill. Um, The moment you uh, trip over your foot, you do alert the wolf. It turns back around, but as it does, Kyra comes up behind it with a scimitar raised and gets right in between the, uh, the, uh, the vertebrae in the neck, and it takes the head clean off. It falls over dead. You all have successfully killed the uh, the... The monster. The wolf. And all I was going to do was eat the grandmother and Little Red Riding Hood, y'all bastards. No. Uh, yeah, I was going to miss anyways. Um, Alright, so we go to here. Alright. So... As this is going on, and this is going to help describe it, because as it turns around and tries to snap at you and everything, uh, and you're staring right there, looking at the snarling jaws, and the head comes clean off and everything. It's it's dead. It's no longer there. It's just in the muck. Uh, you clean off your blade. Uh, well, you all kind of clean yourselves off for a second, because it wasn't that big of a fight, but, you know, it still was fun. Uh, you then wander in your the, into the cave. To make sure the wolf was the only one. Or do you guys want to just avoid that? Mm, I think we should continue on. Okay, so that's one vote for continuing on. You guys can talk in character and everything, what you want to do. What's his name? Valeris. Uh, Valeris. Hey, Valeros! 
Do you want to continue into the cave or do you want to ditch? I voted to continue on in the cave. Bolero is battle hungry! Let's go! Do you have to yell so loud? Yes, Okay, with that, everybody decides, are you going to go with them, or are you going to go back to town and collect the riches? Okay. Um, as you guys go in, uh, your eyes adjust to the gloom fairly uh, quickly and everything. You find yourself inside a small cavern that is obviously this beast's home. It stinks of wet fur. There's a few scraps of rotting meat and bone lying around, evidence of previous victims. Far more interesting, though... You spot something at the back of the cave. Roll a look check or a spot check to see what you're looking at. It's essentially just a perception check. Okay, perception. What'd you get? Oh. Shit. I think it was a six. <laughs> Plus? <laughs> I didn't see where the dot was, so I'll just say it's a six. Plus? I'll give you a nine. You're looking for perception, which is... Oh, there it is. Plus seven. Where the heck is perception? I don't know. H. Oh, right here. Yeah, plus seven. Oh, yeah. All right, so you both, uh, what'd you get? You gave her Six plus, yeah, nine plus seven, so 16. Okay, never mind. And you got what? Okay, you both can easily you can you can barely see it, but you can definitely see it. You see a crack in the far wall that leads into more darkness. And just above it, scratching the stone, is a symbol that looks a lot like a treasure chest. It looks very very nice and like nice golden shine around it from where the uh, the sunlight outside Are you is. Tempting my character right now. But as you draw closer, you realize the crack is actually the entrance to an underground tunnel, and it might just be the hiding place of some forgotten treasure. Mm. Now you guys can turn around here and go back to town and get your riches, or you can continue into the crack. What say you, Valeros? Valeros, where are humans? Valeros, ready to go. Or go back to town for our 20 gold. Go back to town or do what? Go or into the crack. Or continue on and maybe, maybe find some, some treasure. I say, we venture for treasure. All right, are you going to go with him, Kyra? Uh, yeah. All right, so you guys are going to the crack, uh, crack to explore deeper into the caves. Putting aside your fears, or any fears at all, you squeeze your way through the crack into the narrow passageway beyond, lit only by the faint light... It's fine. Lit only by the faint light of above, from above and everything, and, you know, the only sounds you hear is the ma random whimperings and laughter of a child. Yeah. Which, there's no child in this cave, by the way. The, it's just haunted. It's just completely haunted. This wolf may have killed a baby. Who knows? He just kissed the air. Give me kisses. Um, yeah. If the cobwebs... As you look around, the co there's cobwebs and dust, and pretty much you can indicate by this that no one's been down this way for a long time. Up ahead, the passageways widens to a form of a cave chamber before veering to the left. A curtain of moss grows to the right on the right wall of the small cavern, fed by a trickle of water dripping from the cavern ceiling. Something about it looks odd, but you can't quite figure out what it is. Everybody roll a perception check. Oh, he wants to sit with you. What perception? 16. So, this one? Yes. This one? So 16 plus 7. Why? I didn't go. So, you definitely could tell what this Okay. Um, alright. So, usually it's a bit of 15. So, you all. What'd you roll? 16. What'd you roll? 19. And you roll way far. 20 okay. something, yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. You you definitely all see what it is. So, uh, yeah, let's go to this. All right. Looking around, you notice a small, narrow crack in the wall just above the curtain of moss. Water seems to be dripping out from the crack, and it looks wide enough that you might be able to squeeze inside. What do you want to do? Do you want to ignore the crack and turn to head down the passageway, or do you want to crawl into the crack? 
Only one of you has to go into it. I was going to say, I didn't really hear what you said. Uh, basically, it's it's just a narrow crack that's inside the wall, uh, you know, just above the kingdom moss. Water's trickling down, but there is a crack enough to where one of you can squeeze through it. Eh, I'm good. Does anybody want to squeeze through it? Yeah, see, the only way I'm squeezing through is if I take off my armor. So I guess I'm going to squeeze through, though. Okay, as you all watch, Valero strips down his armor. For some reason, he goes all the way down to his skibbies. You know, he didn't need to go to his skibbies, but he's like, I need to be smooth. <laughs> Silky smooth. He squeezes in. You hear him suddenly, you know, jump like, oh, it's cold. You feel the, the rocks graze past your nipples. It throws you off a little bit. It's wet and moist down here. I don't know if anybody hates the word moist, but it is very moist down here. So, after you brush across in the moss, though, you can easily get through the notches cut that are in the wall, that are cut into the wall. So you can easily climb into the uh, fully into the crack. You know they must have carved them on purpose. You get into, uh, you squeeze through it the entire alcove. You find a nice little alcove. You're easily able to squeeze through. And uh, it's filled with moss, but you do note that there are two things in the back of the room. An old leather pouch that is split open on one side, spilling a handful of coins across the floor. In addition, set on the floor, uh, in the center of the alcove, is a stone lever. What do you want to do? Do you want to pick up the coins? Do I have to do either or? Can no, you can, pick, you, can do, you can do both. Okay, so I guess since he's hungry for money, I'm going to go with the... Grab the coins. So you get uh, 21 copper and 4 silver. Okay. Alright, and are you going to pull the lever or are you going to ignore the lever, Crunk? I'm going to pull the lever. Um, Alright, so you pull the lever. Wait, you are pulling the lever? I'm pulling the lever. We'll come back to that. Crunk. So you pull hard on uh, you know, the lever and it locks into place. You get out of the alcove uh, where... You're greeted by um, Kira and uh, Marisol. Uh, you guys immediately decide that you're going to go further into it and everything. You guys uh, go down the passageway as it winds through ancient rock. As if somebody had made it with a pickaxe. you know. But it does look like it's been many, many years ago. After scurrying, squeezing hurriedly through a narrow crevasse... Kidding, it's crevice because there's a difference between the two. Uh, with the ceiling supported by only one rotting log, you find yourself in a small chamber. Everybody, we're all reflex saves. <laughs> Not 20 plus 7. All right, um, I'm going to give you an attack of opportunity. 14. You, As long as you all beat it too, you're fine. Since you got a full on one though, mm-hmm. I will give you a crit. Uh, I'll give you an attack. You get to attack. Okay, so, so as you uh, as you jump back with the swiftness, you already have your sword drawn, uh, ready to strike down on whatever it is just bit, and you all hear it a hiss in the darkness with a giant snake staring you down with evil demonic slits, as if you're its next meal. You're only getting one. You're attacking. You have to roll to attack. Oh, oh, oh! Okay. You're gonna see if you can actually hit it. Oh, you just okay. you dodge successfully. Okay. 17. You get it. Uh, roll for damage. No crit? No crit. Okay. It had, it's AC's 15. <laughs> 12. Max damage. You cut its head off. Really? Its HP is 8. Dang. Okay. You, you completely... Ooh. As everybody sees this, the snake's head immediately falls over sideways uh, off its body. It is completely just evaporated as if it was never even there. Um, and it basically it falls dead at your feet with a loud thud like you all just hear it like you know uh, as you all step around the body you check the room for anything of value you find a very old tarnished silver coin wedged between two stones in the floor specifically our uh, rogue here as she's looking for gold oh, of course you see the glint in the uh, the, gra- uh, the ground do you want to pick it up 
Is that a crack in the floor? It's right there. Like, you can see it and everything. Yeah, I'm picking it up. All right. It seems like it must have been there for ages, but it will buy you a night at the end back in town when it's all over. You have one piece of silver added to yourself. As you all leave the dead serpent behind, you head towards the passageway opposite the entrance. Unlike the caves that it came before, this one looks like it was carefully dug out of the earth and meticulously reinforced with wood and stone. After about 20 feet, the passageway forks, heading off to the right and to the left. You can hear the faint sound of splashing water to the right with a very faint sound, or with a very cold breeze drifts out of the passage to the left. Which way do you want to go? Towards the water or towards the cold? Left or right? We never established. What's the season right now? Uh, it's mid-fall. Mid-fall? Oh, okay. Well, cold breeze would be typical of fall, so it would be outside. Yeah. It would be outside. Yeah. So we want to go outside or we want to go to the water? Check the water. Okay. Now tell me you're not trying to do this to get her in a bathing suit, you sick no. perp. Okay. Just make it sure. <laughs> Yeah, I'm trying to get the road down. The road down so, so you guys are going to the water. Okay, so that's fine. So, as you guys, uh, are you going with him or are you going the other way? She's just tagging along for the ride. So, the burbling sound echoing from somewhere ahead. Give me a dice tray real fast. There should be one up there. Stop wiggling. Stop wiggling. You're not wiggling right now. Here. That's enough of that. Please stop doing that. Look, there, there, there's a dice roll. Roll a dice. Roll. Yeah, six. You got max damage. So the burbling sounding sounds echo from somewhere up ahead. Grow louder with each step until you can hear the sound of rushing water clearly. As you turn a corner, the source of the sound becomes apparent. The chamber up ahead is split in half by a stream that flows through the center of the room. This swift underground river enters the room from the... You're not throwing a fit right now. That's not happening. You hear, you hear yelling from the cave. We heard its tongue. We killed the snake. We chopped its tongue out. Yeah, yeah, the swift underground river enters the room from the right and flows out to the left. Across the way, you see a passageway that continues onward, and you can just make out the staircase going down. Discarded on the ground in front of you is an old torch. Probably left there by a previous explorer. Do you want to take the torch? I mean, if it's dark, I think we should. So you're going to take the torch? Is yes. it pitch black in the cave? It's not pitch black, but it definitely would be seem like something helpful for later use. Okay, yeah. I have I have vision and low light. Wildlife. Yeah, you have low light vision, not yeah. dark vision. So right. the fun part about three point five is is that they have a thing called low light, not just dark vision. In five E, everybody has dark vision. In three point five, low light vision is worse than dark vision, but it's better than normal vision, where you can see things. You can see clearly with very little light. You don't need a whole lot of light. Dwarves are known for low light vision. Right. Yeah, All right. That's why I was asking. So you picked up the torch. Yep. All right. So you also pulled the lever. So we're going here. All right. Pull the lever. As you go forward, in the center of the river is a pillar of stone that looks like it's been submerged for a long time. You might be able to use it as a stepping stone to jump across the river. However, you could also try to swim across. Going to the other side of the river, guys, this is going to require a skill check. So if you guys want to try and swim or to get across, you could try that. If so, you're going to need to... Um, it's basically going to be an athletics check. But I just need to know what you want to do. Yes, I'm going to try to swim. So you're going to try to swim... All right, what are you doing? Uh, roll, roll. It's an athletics check, which is uh, yeah. right here. Yeah, I was looking at his. Did you roll? 23. 23, okay. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, I'm going to swim too. I got a 17. Um, so 
Are you uh, are you swimming or are you jumping across? Um. Well. What'd you get? She rounded it. I'm kidding. I got a fifteen. You did it. You're good. You're good. So you're swimming. I guess I don't. Forget. Swimming is DC is is uh, fifteen, so you're fine. Jumping is a DC of ten, but you'd need to do two of them. All right, so you made it to the other side. So, um, yeah. all right, so we're going to go down to this. As long as you can calm down. So. You travel down to quite a distance before arriving in a large, cavernous chamber. A hole in the ceiling above allows a thin shaft of light. There's your dice. Mm -hmm. uh, a thin shaft of light that illuminates a pile of coins. At least a couple of glittering jewels. Standing in the center of the pile is a wooden statue, crudely carved to look like a pirate. The statue holds a wooden saber pointing menacely. In your direction. Drawing closer, you can tell the statue has joints and hinges on its arms and legs. But by the time you realize you have drawn too close, the statue comes to life. Yep, call it. Swinging its saber back and forth, the menacing statue approaches you. As it draws near, you spot a strange-looking keyhole located in the middle of the statue's neck. Hmm. You all do not have a key on you, do you? No. So, we have to go here. Ah, okay, folks. Pirate statue nears closer and closer. You is have one. Is it made of wood? It's made of wood, but it's ready to fight. Can I light my torch and try to set it on fire? Um, normally, I'd go with it, but there's nothing in here about doing that. What are our options? Anything fight, but fire? Fight or run. Remember, you are in a watery area, so and it is damp, so there's a good chance that fire is not going to do anything. Let's say if not, I can release the baby. I mean, you can try it. I just wouldn't personally recommend it. So, the pirate sounds oddly like a child. I know, right? So everybody roll initiative. That's supposed to be making all the noise. The pirate's been gooing and gawing. What'd you get? Levensies. So you're fur you're before the pirate. What are you? Nine. Nine? Okay, so it is what did you get? Mm -hmm. You got a six. So mm -hmm. it's I can never tell my nine from my Valeros. Next to it. There's another one next to it. So it's Valeros, the pirate, Marisol. And Kira. Mm -hmm. All right, Valeros, what do you want to do? Um, I guess I'm gonna run at it with my long sword. Okay. Um, is there anything against doing that? Does Does that work? Oh, guess what? Initiative is a thing in this game. This thing actually shows it. You're adding your perception modifier. Oh. Okay. Oh. That's 16. interesting. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, I got 16 too then. 13. So the pirate is last. So it, what'd you get? 16. I got 16. Since you have a higher dex, I think, than hers. Oh, no, I think she's got a higher dex. A higher, her, uh, four. Plus four. Yeah, mine's plus two. Okay, so instead, it's Marisol, Valeros, Kira, and then the pirate. Because he has a plus zero, or yeah, plus zero to his dex and his perception. So as a swing, what do you want to do, uh, Marisol? Um, first to attack. So I could do the surprise attack. On the first round of combat encounter, if you rolled the stealth skill for your initiative, creatures that haven't acted yet are flat-footed against your attacks. All right. So I'll give you that one. You haven't uh, done a stealth thing, but I'll leave it at that. So you're fine. So yeah, just uh, roll to attack and uh, see what happens. Cool. Fourteen. Plus your modifier, whatever your attack mm -hmm. modifier is. It'll be twenty-one no matter what. Twenty-one, yeah. Oh, thank God. <laughs> this thing has an AC of uh, 
18. Oh, God. Nice. I killed it. No, no. that's the AC. No. Oh, AC. Yeah, so roll right. for damage. Did I use the six? Uh, you roll. You Okay, so what weapon did you attack with? Um, well, let's just do the short sword. Short sword? Okay, yeah. so whatever the D is. So D6 plus yes. four. Yeah, so, so D6 plus four. Yeah, so you'll four. grab your square. Yeah. And what was the uh, bonus for getting the surprise round? Oh, um, just that they're flat-footed. Okay, so you, okay, okay. Mm-hmm. I'll have to look more into that, what flat-footed means, because mm-hmm. I feel like it's something they say. I yeah. think it's basically because they're not Oh, wait, we have it right that. here. We have it right here. Okay. Yeah. Um, flat-footed. You're unable to defend yourself, and you take a negative two circumference penalty to your AC. So right now, his AC for you, which you already got it, his AC was a 16. Oh, okay, yeah. Cool. Three. Plus four. So seven. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Nice nice damage. Nice damage. Yeah. And yes, people, as you notice, I, I am one of those DMs that loves it when my players do damage. That's how that works. I'm with you guys, not against you guys, unless y'all make me mad. All right, so you uh, you take your short sword, and you jab at this. It doesn't seem to do anything to the wooden statue, but it is taking damage. You can see it. You cut into it deeply where there's a giant little gash into the wooden frame of it. Uh, what Your turn, Valeros. What do you want to do? I'm attacking with my long sword. Long sword, so you're charging at it. So yeah, roll for it. <laughs> what? I'm one shy. I rolled a seventeen. Plus your mod. Seventeen. Yeah, I can't give you. Yeah, this eight plus nine, seventeen. All right, so you run and charge, but because of where she stabbed it, uh, it immediately jerks to the right and everything, and immediately your sword just sails through the air right beside it. Uh, Kira, what do you want to do? How far away am I? Uh, I you're roughly about 10 feet away from it. I was just doing that to play with it. You're good. Uh, you're roughly about 10 feet away from it. Let's go with burning hands. Burning hands. This has been a while since we've seen Burning Hands. We haven't seen it with you either. So yeah, you're going to roll. You're going to add your spell attack roll, which this is a 15-foot cone. All right, so you two are going to make a reflex save. But it's a... It's a DC 17. That's the spell. Her magic save is a 17? Holy Christ. And if you get a critical success, you take no damage, and it's half damage on the success. But damn. Hold on. I'm trying to think here. So you're about 10 feet away. Why is her AC 17? You went past it. Her DC save is 17. That's Most DC saves are about 13. Yeah, it says spell DC 17. That's ridiculous. That's OP. Wow. Um, could you not? Could you not? Uh, uh, Tyler, what save are we making? Reflex. Yeah. I rolled a 14 to attack. to do with Burning Hands, but I don't know. No, it's, it's not an attack one. Oh. Burning Hands is a, it, so it, even on uh, regular. 20. So what I just rolled with Murray. You're fine. You're fine. You got a critical success because you rolled a natural 20, it sounds like. You're gonna take. 15. You're gonna take half damage. I roll a fifteen. You still. Oh shit. Yeah. So, okay, and he yeah. failed his too. So you're gonna roll the damage. It's on the back. It's two d six. I'll give you half damage because you did kind of get out of the way a little bit, but you are within the small range. Four damage. Okay, so yeah, you uh, you only take two damage because you're right there on the edge. Mm-hmm. All right, so now the pirate's going to attack. You can play with it here. You can play with the pencil. He's trying to. He's like, no, we don't need this on here no more. Not more, Daddy. All right, he's going to attack with the saber. On his first attack, he gets a plus nine to his roll. You're the closest. What did it roll? So he gets a plus nine, 
And he rolled an 18. Oh my god, he almost hit a crit. Almost. I know, because the... Almost. Yeah, because he doesn't get that extra 10, so... Yeah. You're, you're lucky. You're so lucky. What is his attack? Uh, it takes uh, 1d8 plus 2. That's not good. No, no, you're, I think you're fine. Average will be, what, 6? Uh, take 4 damage. Okay. All right, it is now uh, Marisol's turn. Already? Yeah. Okay. So what do you want to do? Well, your attacks on the other side. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know. I was just I seeing what else was because I, I forgot that. All well, of my it did turn to attacks. hit you, so technically you are considered flanking. Okay. Well, um, do not eat the pencil. That's one of them. I don't remember which one. I think it's the sneak attack one. Because if it's flanked, I think it was part of it. Yeah, if you're using stealth, or if they're flanked between you and your ally. So it's flanked, right? Is yeah. it facing me yet? Uh, no, he's no. still staring at him. Flanking makes you flat-footed only to creatures flanking you. But some effects make you flat-footed against everything. So if you want to roll a sneak check real fast, I'll let you do it. And if you roll high enough, we'll count him as flat-footed, which gives his AC down two for you. So is sneak on here? Yeah, sneak should be uh, one of the bottom skills. So stealth. Okay. Yeah, stealth. Yeah. It's already a plus seven. Mm-hmm. Ten. All right, and he failed. He failed or I failed? He, he failed. failed. He failed. So he's flat-footed you. Okay, so then I just saw. So I'll just keep using my my short sword. All right, so roll for attack, and then see if you get that sneak attack bonus as well. Eight. Mm-hmm. She rolled a one. <laughs> yeah, I got a one. She got an at one. You trip over your foot. Yeah. And you do no damage to him, but you do lose your sword for a little bit. Something's so. throwing me off this time. I don't know what I don't know what she's grabbing him for underneath the table, but I think you need to put it away, sir. It is now your turn, Valeros. Right now your sword is away from you, so you will need to roll a dex, uh, a dex check to see if you can pick it up with uh, ease. Okay, so I'm going to turn around and try to attack it with my longsword again. All right. <laughs> there we go. 22. Nat 20? No. No, okay. It's a plus 9. Okay, you still do ta- a, da- a damage and everything. So you uh, you turn around and smack it. What? Uh, how much damage are we talking here, sir? 7. Nice, nice. All righty. So... So no surprise, you immediately whip around and you smack the head of the pirate's uh, the pirate statue with your hilt, and then immediately turn your blade, slashing, and you cut right through its face. It's yeah, still yeah. standing, but it is definitely whirling around trying to figure I out where everything is. Scar. Uh, it is now Kira's turn. What do you want to do? You burn my ass again. <laughs> She's like burning hands. Time to die. No, I think I'll use my scimitar. Your scimitar? Okay, so you're going to roll for uh, attack and everything. Right now it's just a pl- an AC. So 12 plus your 4. <laughs> 16. You're, you're right there, honey, but unfortunately I can't give it to you. You uh, you try take your scimitar and you try to swipe at it. Unfortunately, because of its manicness, because whatever was controlling it is now going haywire from the smash it, uh, gash in its face, it whips around and you unfortunately miss it. Uh, but you do cut the air with a nice little shing. All right. Uh, it goes for you again because you are the closest to it. Uh, unfortunately, with its whipping and waving, you know, Flapping arm, two man, you know, whatever. It um, it swings at the air and immediately just just does nothing. It's you feel everything with the air, but that's essentially all you feel. Uh, Maricel, it's your turn. You want to pick up your short sword, or do you want to use a dagger? Yeah, I'll pick up my. Well, I guess I can use the dagger. Okay, that's what they're there for. <laughs> oh yeah, I got a rapier. I'll, I'll use that. Okay, so rapier. Yes. So You're a cleric. <laughs> and just covered her things like, you can't see your stuff. So, 19. You do hit it. Uh, roll for damage. Uh, 
It's the same attack dice. I'm trying to keep it away from Well, one of them's a d4. Yeah. Yeah, that was the d4. Five! Nice. Oh, wow. So, I think he just did nine damage. Okay, he did nine damage. Plus four. Hey! As you take your rapier and everything, uh, as it's whirling around, you immediately unsheath it, and as you do, the thing's manic movements cause it to hit into your health to get hit your health this time and you push it back and then stab it with your rapier and it pretty much just disintegrates like you sever all the joints that are in its body just to nothing uh, it falls over dead uh, so you all defeated the statue so alrighty um we are the pirate statue falls to the floor in a thunderous crash breaking into several pieces with this last guardian defeated, you are free to gather up the loot and make your way back to town. In total, uh, the pile of gold, uh, coins on the ground, you can definitely check it uh, immediately and see it. And you can kind of gauge where it is. You're pretty much dealing with the fact that you missed by a scimitar. Uh, you can tell that there's about 79 <laughs> copper, 25 silver, and 4 gold. But the real treasure was in the three gems you found. Two are simple... Agate's gemstones worth about five gold each. You definitely know these prices. You do not. Um, you know there's about five gold each, and there's a sparkling ruby, which is could easily sell for about 20 gold, making this a very rewarding trip indeed. Gathering up your loot, you prepare to head back to Atari and claim the reward of killing the wolf. While you're at it, you might just spring for the nicest room at the inn. Maybe talk to the town blacksmith about getting a new set of armor. Probably one that hasn't been touching the ground, Mr. Skibbies. <laughs> but that is a tale for another adventure. Congratulations on defeating this adventure adventure. Uh, adventurers. <laughs> Did you collect all the treasure? Because I know you didn't. You, there, there's at least 40 gold uh, total in this one adventure, but we didn't go to the other uh, side. The other side would have been... Um, Let's see. The other side would have taken us to 15. And yeah, you guys would have gotten a little bit more, but that's fine. But that's fine. Uh, how'd you guys enjoy this one? Good. It's a little, sweetie. It's a little shorter this time around, but I think this one was fun. I think we might play some more Pathfinder at another time and everything. Maybe uh, introduce. Uh, Eric, what do you think about introducing the ladies to Starfinder? Be interesting. And then eventually take us into Call of Cthulhu as well, so we can start bringing more tabletop stuff into Dunces and Dummies, as well as some card games. Uh, do be sure to check out our next episode, which I believe will be the last episode of the Dragons of Iceborn Vale. If not, it will be the next one after that, just because I think you guys still have to fight the main bad guy and then get out of Dodge, but... I, honestly, those should be, honestly, that last bit's going to even take not even that long, so it'll be fine. Uh, we hope you guys enjoyed Dunces and Dummies. Uh, this is the DM signing off uh, along with. As character? Or? You can do whatever you want to do. This is Sanoke signing off. Nikki. Uh, Sam. Uh, she's Sam and Benji. Benjamin has been here as a live Sam audience member. The cave at this point. All our audio uh, sound effects brought on by my sleepy son, who's extremely agitated because he's tired. But we'll see you guys in the next episode. Be sure to be checking out on our social stuff that we're getting here soon. Uh, bye.